Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. We have a fox in the hen house, or we did have a fox in the hen house. We saw the video of the fox running around the Capitol in D.C. What we didn't know is that like nine people got bitten. That's I uh, should tell you something about the uh, the brainiacs in D.C. The fo- wild fox running around it bites nine people. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, do something different, punch him in the face, do something, but they have captured it and they captured it humanely. They put it, they put a little tarp over him and put him in a cage and they took him off to the side. And then, then only then did we, I mean, we euthanized it humanely. Of course, there's no way that the people in DC would have said, Oh, come here, little Foxy. So they tested it. It, did test positive for rabies. So now you've got a contact trace. Everyone that's was bitten, all nine or probably could be more in DC that was bitten by this fox. The fox is nipping at you and you don't do anything? No, no, honey, no. That is not going to happen. Uh, a fox comes running up to you like that with, uh, you know, looking to bite you like that? No, uh, you're going down. Actually, probably not going to happen in D.C., but it uh, could, and it certainly would happen in the great state of Texas, I'll tell you what. But then they also found that the fox had babies. <laughs> it had babies known as kits. Apparently, fox babies are called kits. And they were found and captured, but there was no word <laughs> if they had to be euthanized or not. <laughs> I'm sure that if they were put down, they were put down humanely. There's no way that anyone in D.C. is going, Here, Fox little babies, little kids, come here, babies. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how many there were. They didn't say how many, uh, you know, how many babies they found because usually, I think uh, you know, the mom gives birth to four or five cubs. So you don't know how many babies there were. We only, I mean, we only put down three. Well, four if you count the mom and uh, or the or the dad. And uh, you know, so I'm not sure how many they put down. But anyway, rest at ease, DC. At least for now, the fox with rabies has been put down and you're safe. So if you know anyone that was bitten by this particular fox or any fox in DC, I'll have them contact officials immediately because, uh, man, you can start wandering around aimlessly. Like you don't know what you're doing and don't know what you're saying. And you could almost be like the president. Now that won't happen. Welcome. Welcome to chewing the fat. So today's the day that uh, Tiger Woods <laughs> is back at the Masters. I know. I can't stop thinking about it. I was looking at uh, the uh, airport, the Augusta Regional Airport. Now, during the Masters, they expand their operations with direct flights from New York, Philadelphia, Boston, Chicago, Miami, and Austin uh, coming into Augusta. Um, and that's a big deal. Uh, when the Masters is going on. But the airport also said, yeah, we get about fifteen to 1,600 corporate jets. Yeah, a lot of private jets uh, parking on a runway. In fact, they closed a runway just to be a parking lot for these private jets. 
Uh, so it's pretty cool. So they say on average about 30 or 35,000 people go through this airport during the Masters. So they hire, uh, I mean, it's an employment, right? They hire 100 additional employees. Every aircraft has to be parked by a parking team. Then uh, they get passengers off and on the ground to transportation. They have to take care of the aircraft. They have to fuel it. They have to make sure if it needs an auxiliary power unit. They have to make sure that uh, if there's catering, that the food has to be up done. <laughs> I'm not, I can't be expected to fly out of Augusta and not have some sort of snack on board. That can't happen, okay? They go through 500,000 gallons of fuel over the course of a week. And we saw a tiger fly in last week, so he's, he's got a you know prime parking space. He got there early. <laughs> now, the guy who's in charge of the airport said he was uh, most in awe meeting Arnold Palmer. I guess maybe he never met Tiger. Maybe he wasn't there when Tiger landed early on. I don't know. So we'll see. So they say that uh, a lot of the players arrive via net jets, which is, you know, a private timeshare for the jets. Uh, so entry level private jet service for net jets, smallest plane, starts at $6,500 an hour. Of course, over the week, I mean, aircrafts that cost well into the millions are going to make their way to the runway. The G5s, the, the G650s, uh, they'll start at about $50 million. <laughs> That's a, fun to have, though. Man, if you can afford a private plane, that is the way to travel. Man, I have flown commercial. I have flown private. And private is the way to go. I, you know, I obviously do not have my own plane. I know I, I should. There's no question. But uh, I've decided that you know what, fifty million for that new G650. You know what, I'm just not going to spend that. Uh, if I need a private plane, I'll get the six thousand five hundred dollar an hour one. Okay, all right. But I'm not going to have one of my own. I mean, that's the way to do it because your time. Your time is so important. And if you've got to travel places for business, it's your time that you that costs you money. So to have to wait and go through a TSA checkpoint to get somewhere is just, um, how about no? <laughs> how about no? And I see, as long as we we're talking about, uh, talking about airlines, I see where uh, some uh, flight attendants are suing. I know they're suing uh, against the Biden mask mandate because they say they were weaponized to be mask enforcers. Yeah, yeah, you were. And it looked as though, and I could be wrong on this, it appeared to me that you were all doing a great job of it. Weren't you? Yes, you were. We saw a lot of videos where it showed that you were doing a great job of it. <laughs> you liked being the old weaponized mask enforcers. Because you did never, now maybe that's, and that's what we're seeing. I know, don't, if you're a flight attendant, I got it. I got it. I, I know flight attendants, and I know that many of them go out of their way and went out of their way to help people out. And what we see on video are the worst case scenarios. I know, I know. But a group of nine flight attendants suing to end the mask mandate on planes. And she said, uh, it's created a really hostile environment for all of us. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, it most definitely has. And I believe that's actually what's affected a lot of the bad blood on the airlines that we see even more 
to this day. I mean, I don't know if it affected this guy uh, uh, flying from Seattle to Phoenix this past weekend, but apparently four times of uh, pleasuring yourself on a flight, that's one too many. I know. (laughs) So a woman sitting next to this guy on a flight took pictures, and uh, when he fell asleep, she, after about an hour of, you know, diddling with himself, uh, she told uh, she told the flight attendants and they let her move. Uh, and so when the plane landed, she told police, look, she's seen him diddling with himself on four separate occasions during the flight. So my man was taking care of a little personal business on this flight four times, four times. Now he told the FBI, look. I asked her if it was okay, and she said okay. So I thought, all right. <laughs> That's the Louis C.K. thing. He asked, and they said yes. Well, that was the that was the power struggle. They weren't unable to say. They were unable to say no. Maybe that's what this lady thought too. She couldn't say no. <laughs> so he said. I said. His actual quote was. I asked the woman if she minded whether I, whether I masturbate. And uh, she said no. She said that she put her hands in the air and said, it really doesn't matter. Well, there you go. <laughs> that really doesn't matter. And so he said, hey, I thought it was kind of kinky. I just thought I'd you know, play with myself here on the plane. <laughs> so the uh, pilot had the police uh, notified, and uh, they picked him up at the the old landing strip there and uh they placed the passenger on our on the no fly list resulting in a lifetime ban from traveling on southwest i thought you could sit anywhere on the southwest planes anyway so allowing her this lady to move she could have just got up and moved anyway unless of course it was a you know a full flight we've all gotten on those southwest airlines man and you sit down. I, I remember one time I was so happy to have the middle seat empty. I sat down on the aisle seat, and there was a lady sitting next to the window. So we had the middle seat between us. And I looked at her, and she looked at me, and the crowd was still coming out. And I remember telling her, think big. Just think fat. It's easy for me because I already am. But you, you need to think big. Just think big. Don't look at any of the people walking by. I used to do this. I used to do this on the train. When I was taking the train into Manhattan every day, just think big. You don't need to do the man spread and spread out, although it helps sometimes because people don't want to bother with it. But you just, you got to think big and and just think big. And people just continue to walk by. (laughs) So we had the empty seat on the flight. It was awesome. Anyway, uh, that's what she, if she was on Southwest, she could have got up and moved. But apparently, no, she just said, uh, you know, all right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what that really doesn't matter does it well no i guess not so anyway four times four times of uh, diddling with yourself uh on uh, southwest airlines uh means that you get a lifetime ban and uh you're on the no-fly list so remember that all right don't do it four times <laughs> that's a helpful hint you're welcome and uh going back to tiger i see where he wasn't wearing nike golf shoes on his practice rounds i don't know if he's wearing what he's wearing today 
uh, on the course for the first round. I see where he parred the first hole. And, uh, you know, I, I retweeted actually the Masters tweet uh, at Jeffy JFR. You can see his first, uh, the first hole where, which he parred. But uh, they were, uh, they asked about it. They asked Nike, like, yo, Nike, what come he's not wearing Nike shoes? And so Nike responded with, uh, like golf fans around the world, we are delighted to see Tiger back on the course. He is an incredible athlete, and it is phenomenal to see him returning to the game at this level. His story continues to transcend sport and inspire us all. As he continues his return, we will work with him to meet his new needs. Reading between the lines, as we like to do here on Chewing the Fat, Nike will have a new pair of shoes to Tiger A.S. AP. Let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, Oh, so good. So the Emmys, I, you know, I'm a fan of the Emmys, no question, but, uh, they have uh, announced their latest 2022 Emmys will take place September 12th, which is a Monday. The show will air live coast to coast from 8 to 11 p.m. on NBC. So the ceremony usually takes place on Sunday, uh, except uh, when NBC has the broadcast rights because NBC is like, yeah, we do an NFL game on Sunday night. So uh, you're not going to you're not going to air your Emmy Awards. (laughs) So we don't care if you go up against Monday Night Football which you will lose to, but we don't, you're not going to try to, uh, we're not preempting any NFL games for the Emmys. Okay. So, uh, that, that's going to happen. And, you know, I know we talked to this about with, with the Grammys and particularly with the Oscars, but I mean, these award shows are really done. They don't need to be, the networks have spent a lot of money on these award shows. So they're going to continue to air at least until the contracts run out, but really they should air on, YouTube and just be cut up into clips and the Emmys should just broadcast everything either on YouTube or on Rumble or whatever whatever site they do other than the networks because we're done with them and I think social media has done that to them um, you know I really do I think we you know we see everything we watch everything we see their the stars and what they say and what they look like it used to be at least we didn't get a look at the stars except for these award shows now you know, they're everywhere. So what's the point of seeing them at the awards show? And we have to wait for the nominations anyway until July for the uh, 74th Emmy Awards. So July 12th, we'll find out who they feel is worth being nominated. Oh, and the Oscars, uh, the Academy meets today. As a matter of fact, today, uh, if you're listening live or listening on you know, recording, it's the 7th of April at the time of this recording, 2022. The uh, Motion Picture Academy Board of Governors are going to meet tomorrow. I said today, I apologize. They're going to meet tomorrow to discuss Will Smith's slap of Chris Rock at the Oscars. What are the odds they just put a pause on it? We met, we're deciding Will has uh, stepped down and uh, we're deciding what we're going to do. We haven't come to a decision yet. We'll let you know. It's either that or they say we're not going to do anything. And while it's uh, it's ridiculous, uh, Mr. Rock has not done anything. Mr. Smith has been uh, going to rehab and he's left the academy. So we're done. Thank you. Have a nice day. And I see where it's taken two, not one, but two artists to replace Ye at Coachella. 
which uh, we talked about happening, uh, you know, April 15th through the 17th, and then the 22nd through the 24th. Yay, dropped out. And so the weekend and the Swedish House Mafia are going to replace Yay at Coachella. I mean, okay, <laughs> uh, you know, it takes more than takes more than one to replace my man Yay. He's all wound up anyway. He's pissed that uh, Forbes has listed him at being uh, two billion dollars. I'm sorry, worth two billion dollars. We haven't gone over the Forbes list. We've got to do that. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow to break down the Forbes list. But uh, they claim that uh, you know he's worth uh, two billion, and I think one of the reports was one point eight billion. But I mean, Ye is worth you know at least two billion. But Ye is saying, oh hey hey hey, my true fortune is uh, like seven billion. Okay, I'm worth a lot more than two billion. So you know he's been hanging around with Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Don't undercut me, bro. Also, I see where Netflix has added a new category uh, on their uh, on their uh, app that uh, says uh, gives you a film, the short films, uh, and uh, you know it's if it's uh, under an hour and forty minutes long. And so, you know, I remember when uh, Pete Davidson was uh, you know hollering at uh, Netflix to have a short ass movie. Uh, yeah, my legs are falling asleep. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if uh, Pete understands the whole idea of watching movies at your home. That, uh, you know, one of the things that makes it nice to watch films at your home uh, is that you have a remote. There's a thing that is a remote control that, uh, you know, turns the power on and off of your viewing device. And it also has a button called pause. So if you have to get up, use the restroom, make yourself some popcorn, get a bowl of ice cream, make sure that your legs are not falling asleep, uh, then you can unpause it and you just hit that pause button and then you walk back in and you click it again (laughs) and the movie starts right up right where you had paused it. Almost as like you didn't even leave. It's an amazing, I mean, technology is a wonderful thing. Maybe someone should point that out to Pete. And speaking of pausing things, I see if you are listening to this program, Chewing the Fat, thank you. I appreciate it. If you're listening and you're not a subscriber, nobody likes a freeloader. Okay, so go ahead and subscribe. You can choose whatever platform you want. You can even choose the platform that you're listening if your friend is uh, let you listen to the show on the platform that they like, you can choose that platform as well. But nobody likes a freeloader, okay? Anyway, uh, if you have a a college student loan, uh, that's been paused now, again, through August 31st. So you don't don't have to make any payments. That's great. And people are still angry about that. They're saying no. I mean, there's people in Washington, D.C. that want to just make them all go away. Poof. You don't owe anybody anything. So I would like to propose this. If your student loan gets wiped off the debt sheet, which, you know, fine. I, I, you know, if you're going to wipe off loan debt, um, I, let me get in line. But I don't have any student loan debts. Um, I got my, actually, that's another story. Never mind. I'm not going to get into my student loan debt story. But uh, just know that if you go and say, yes, I want my student loan debt wiped off the face of the earth. I don't want to have to owe anybody anything 
for the school that I went to. How about if you got a degree, you have to turn that into. You just don't have a degree anymore. It doesn't count. You don't have to pay and you don't get the degree. What do you say? How about that? You think somebody will go for that? <laughs> Not a chance. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I see where my man Mattress Mac is uh, fighting back from his losses. I mean, he's lost a bunch of money. Mattress Mac from the Houston area uh, bets money on sporting events and has deals for his stores and stuff. And we've talked about uh, how Mattress Mac goes about his business, where he, you know, if you uh, if you bet and you uh, you win, you get uh, you know you get your furniture free, and if not, you have to pay for it. Uh, along with his bets, that's his deal. But he won $12.2 million on Kansas on the national championship men's basketball game. He, uh, which is good. I mean, he's $12.2 million. That's not a bad day. <laughs> now, before the final four, he wagered $5.5 million to win $10.5 million on Kansas at plus. 190 and then he bet 3.3 million at Caesar's sportsbook and 2.25 million at Barstool sportsbook. Then he doubled down at Caesar's before the game Monday and made another 3.3 million dollar bet to win 1.65 million on the Jayhawks on the money line at 200. So it snapped his losing streak. Now he's dropped about 25 million since uh, the 2021 Super Bowl. So he's still not quite even, but uh, he's fighting back. He's fighting back. Nice to see Mattress Mac fighting back. Speaking of mattresses, you see where uh, Hillary Clinton admitted on, uh, on the podcast, you and me both with Hillary Clinton. I bet you that is a riveting podcast. But uh, she admitted that uh, she and Bill... Uh, took the mattress from the White House when they left in 2001. I think we've documented they took more than that (laughs) when they left. They are not good people. But she said uh, there was a listener voicemail to her podcast. Uh, Thanks for, you know, we've been doing that on this show for quite some time. Good idea there, Hillary. Uh, My question for you is, were the beds in the White House comfortable? Thanks. Uh, Hillary said they were very comfortable. And I, I would like to hear, I'm going to have to get the audio for this. We've got to hear Hillary's answer to this in her voice. And, and I know it's bad, so I'll just tell you what she said. Uh, they were very comfortable. And I have to tell you that the mattress in the White House was so comfortable that, you know, when we moved, since the White House would provide a new mattress for our successor, we said, can we take the mattress with us? Yeah, I bet they asked. I bet they asked. They just said, throw it in the back of the truck. I guarantee you. 
that's what they they said uh, sure we're just gonna throw it away otherwise so literally we had that mattress for 20 years in fact we have just bought a new mattress it was that comfortable for that long well i mean you can make the argument when you have one person sleeping on that big old mattress uh, throughout the years it probably lasts a lot longer than when you have two people on it because i doubt very much that uh, hillary and bill were sleeping on the same bed but i don't know i could be wrong i also did you see the video of oj simpson uh with the three women and everybody's making a big deal about oj and uh you know the three women and i was i watched that video now oj's sound asleep it's one o'clock in the morning and these babes come there's another guy in the house and they come in and they're gonna wake him up in the middle of the night some party's going on they've been out partying and doing whatever and the group of uh young they make a big deal out of it's young white women wake up a shirtless oj at 1 a.m Details are scarce on what precisely any of the parties are actually doing there. But the imagery is definitely striking. Is it they're at his house, they're partying in the middle of the night, OJ's in bed sleeping, and they wake his ass up? He's probably pissed. What are you doing? Leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, yours truly here. I'm a fan of OJ. Uh, my man's been in, uh, you know, he's a lot of, a lot of hot water over the years. <laughs> <laughs> and you know why i mean you know that uh, oj's had some issues and uh you know then in this story they talk about how uh his, the videos that have gone viral from oj a clip of him trying to kiss a woman recently blew up in the internet he's at a bar and this lady is doing a, a video and saying it's oj it's oj he's out he's out and then he bends down to give her a kiss and she pulls away like, no, you know, I'm happy you're out, but you're not getting the kiss from me, okay? And then there was the video of his Christmas tweet where he's uh, he's got the little reindeer hat on, you know, the little brace hat that everybody puts on to be stupid. And in the picture on the shelf is a MAGA hat. <laughs> now, I don't know if it ever was discovered that, you know, Trump had signed it or if it was given to him particularly from down but the world went crazy against oj man we're not having any of that you can't be having a maga hat on the shelf with your other collectibles no that cannot happen not in today's world no sorry it's over oh and i see where ed sheeran has uh, won his uk copyright lawsuit alleging plagiarism over his uh, shape of you from 2017 Really amazing that uh, there's so many of those lawsuits going on. He said it's really damaging to the songwriting industry. Uh, yeah, there's only so many notes and very few chords used in pop music. Coincidence is bound to happen. If you have 60,000 songs being released every day on Spotify, that's 22 million songs a year. And there's only 12 notes that are available. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got the big plea now to end the baseless claims and uh i'm sure he's gonna you know other musicians are gonna be on his side he uh, he claimed that this case should have never gotten as far as it did and he wants to uh bring change uh to the frivolous speculative copyright infringement cases all right well he's still got other cases to worry about he's facing another trial here in the u.s that one's worth about $100 million by the owner of a share of the songwriting rights to a Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On, who claims Sheeran copied it for his 2014 Thinking Out Loud song. 
Wow. And he's also settled some cases uh, in court out in the past. In 2018, he paid $5.4 million to songwriters uh, Thomas Leonard and Martin Harrington after being accused of copying their track Amazing, which was released by X Factor winner Matt Cardell in 2012 for Sheeran's 2015 song Photograph. Wow. And, he, and then that deal was settled. He said, though, that uh, I feel like claims like this are way too common now and have become a culture where a claim is made with the idea that a settlement will be cheaper than taking it to court, even if there's no basis for the claim. Yeah, that happens all the time. I mean, I, I certainly don't have, uh, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars like Ed Sheeran. But I'm familiar with settling cases like that. I was in an accident, you know, a hundred years ago, and a guy hit me pulling out of a pulling out of an apartment complex, and he uh, and I I screwed that whole thing up anyway. I should have sued him right back and won a bunch of money because he was he was delivering pizza when he ran into me. Right, so he runs into me. And then he pulls off the side of the road. And while we're waiting for the police to show up, he's taking off his pizza sign. And then, just before the police get there, the pizza company sends a guy out to grab the pizzas he was delivering and the sign and leaves. So it appears that he had nothing to do with delivering pizzas when he hit me. Oh, okay. So then it's all done. I'm like, whatever. I just, you know, just fix my truck. I was driving a red dodge pickup truck at the time yeah i liked it uh the uh i know it was just it was a nice truck that's the one i slammed into the guardrail on the bridge almost went into the went into tampa bay one morning but uh so all that gets settled and we're done right? i just want the insurance let's fix the truck i'm done with it okay you hit me we're done fine we got the we got the paperwork so then he files a lawsuit against me because he claims that he can't have uh, relations with his girlfriend or wife now because of the accident. And he's suing me, which is, is suing my insurance company. And so I'm telling my insurance company, no, we are not selling this. This is BS. This guy is, this is false. Let's go to court. I mean, I should, I should be, I should counter sue him. This is ridiculous. And the insurance company it was like, no, you know, Jeff, it's just easier to pay him this money. And I forget how much it was. It was like 20000 or something. It wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, I'd like to have the extra twenty grand in my back pocket right now. But at that, you know, it was like 20000 which is, you know, nothing. It's not Ed Sheeran $100 million money. But uh, they were like, just, we're just going to pay him the 20000 and we're going to be done with it. And we don't have to worry about it. And it's over with. No, 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 no. If that was today, I would, there's no chance I would have done that. I'm in a different frame of mind right now. There's no way I would have settled that. Uh, it was just agonizing. But I understand Ed's frustration with, uh, you know, the idea that a settlement is going to be cheaper than taking it to court. So even if there's no basis for the claim, they just want to settle and get it over with. It's just easier for them to pay the money and be done with it. It's just agonizing. <laughs> So we're getting more fallout from the bird flu that we've been talking about. I mean, it's the worst outbreak of avian flu since 2015. 
And, uh, I mean, there's 23 million birds right now that have either been killed by the virus or had to be called to stop the spread. Oh, yeah, it looks like you're going to get sick. So we're going to put you down. Humanely, of course. They would never... I mean, it's going to take more than that one shot for 25... Yeah, it would take millions, and they're not going to do that. So uh, we had 50 million birds that were uh, killed by the avian flu outbreak uh, a few years ago, or I guess it's seven years ago now, 2015. So this time around, we have 24 states that have been infected since the first cases we started talking about in January. And uh, we haven't had any breakouts in zoos yet, but they're ramping up protections for the birds. And right now, only birds, uh, you know, you can catch a glimpse of at the zoo are penguins since they already have glass barriers protecting them. Yeah, because we don't want the birds to be able to get avian flu or COVID. Uh, we can't have that. So uh, the egg prices and uh, all other, uh, you know, chicken prices are going uh, through the roof. Never mind that we have uh, natural gas prices up 119%, heating oil up 93%, coffee up 85%, which, ooh, I do not like that, Sam, I am. I don't like any of this. I'm just going to go on record as this, okay? I don't like any of it. Uh, WTI crude, 68% up. Brent crude, 66%. Cotton, these are all up, by the way. Percentages of prices that are up. Uh Cotton, 66%. Gasoline, you know, 61%. Wheat, 59%. Aluminum, 57%. Sugar, 31%. So everything below 60%. Sugar, corn, copper, gold, soybeans, silver, lumber, consumer price index, uh, all below 60%. Um, Wheat is at 59%, so, I mean, it's right there. Aluminum is at 57%, too, so it's right there. But prices are going through the roof on everything. No doubt about it. Now, we do know that, uh, and I don't know that this has a, uh, a push because of it, but I'm sure that it probably does. I mean, Chipotle uh, said that they wanted to, remember they announced that we're only going to sell chicken that's certified as humanely raised um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and put a pause on that right now. Um, your suppliers aren't really able to make the necessary changes without disrupting the whole supply chain thing. So, you know, this whole <laughs> food with integrity thing we're in love with, but we still want to get the food to our restaurants. I mean, according to this, they buy 146.6 million pounds of chicken at the old Chipotle. So, uh, they use, according to this, they use 91.2 million pounds of beef, 46.5 million pounds of cheese, 45.3 million pounds of sour cream, 11.8 million pounds of pork. So yeah, we want it all humanely raised and certified and everything, but we still kind of want it. So, <laughs> you know, we're going to go ahead and put a pause on that. You know what? We're, it was supposed to happen by now, and now we'll just wait. Okay, we're going to wait. Now, the transition requires changes to our existing suppliers' orders, and we're unable to take this step in 2021. So, we don't want to interrupt any business. We'll try to make that happen. We'll have a new goal 
for 2022, but uh, good luck. Uh, good luck of making that happen. I mean, I see where GM and Honda are now saying, oh, we're going to have an affordable lineup of electric vehicles by 2027. Uh, they're going to be under $30,000. I kind of feel like uh, that, you know, when states are starting to say, well, we're going to ban gasoline-powered cars and engines. That's going to happen. You know, is it? I feel like uh, they're just going to pause it. I feel like they're going to realize, you know, it's probably not going to happen that fast and we still need it. So maybe that's just us. I mean, we sure, we still want to have it. And we believe in it for sure, 100%. <laughs> but we're just going to put a pause on it for right now. It's not going to really happen right now because the uh, the whole supply chain thing and you know that that whole we want it to happen our suppliers can't meet our demands but we still want to have our food and gasoline and our people are want to be able to move and continue to eat and work so we're going to put all these uh, this is the goal it's just a goal and uh, we're going to try to get there as fast as we can but the date we originally set yeah we're going to go ahead we're going to go ahead and move that. Anyway, if you look at all the prices going up. It's just amazing. And you know, a lot of people say, hey, we're in the recession already. I know a recession, you know, they define it as two straight quarters of negative gross domestic product. But I know that uh, a lot of the big banks, like the old Deutsche Bank, is saying that, uh, yeah, we're probably we're going to hit that recession. Uh, we're going to fall into a recession, uh, you know, coming up real soon. Uh, the Fed was too late at the rate hike game, and so they weren't able to achieve their goal. <laughs> I kind of paused a little bit. Oh, and you didn't pause? No, it just kept going? Yeah. So uh, that economic growth uh, thing is kind of uh, going backwards. Right. So they're saying, they're saying that uh, the unemployment would peak in 2024. So that would help bring down inflation. Yeah, okay. All right, uh, you know, if you say so, if you say so, no problem. We believe you. I mean, we're going to start losing people anyway, which is what they really want. You'd think that the population really is an issue, although they continue to grow our population at the border, letting people in. But they're saying now, prepare for mass overdose events from fentanyl. Wait, what? Yeah, the DEA warned police nationwide. Oh, okay. They issued an unprecedented warning to law enforcement nationwide to brace for a spike in fentanyl-related mass overdose deaths as Mexican cartels push the drug into the United States. Wow, that does not sound good. I mean, and it, it could be they're killing Americans at an unprecedented rate. But it's already, uh, they're looking for a mass overdose event. Holy cow. And they're saying that it's probably going to be, you know, whether it's uh, uh, an accident uh, or so. And they're calling a mass overdose uh, three or more people at the same place. All right. So these types of incidents have already occurred. I mean, if you listen to... Um, uh, I helped produce the Jackie Daly Show, which is a podcast here on the Blaze Podcast Network. And Jackie talks a lot about energy, and that's what she focuses on. But she also had, uh, a couple weeks ago, you can go back and listen to the interview, really fascinating. She talked to uh, Sheriff 
Jim Skinner of Collin County, Texas, and Sheriff Bill Wayburn of Tarrant County. And they talked about this war on drugs that they've been having for the last couple years, uh, maybe longer. But they saw here in DFW, all right, they saw a 485% increase in fentanyl-related deaths. Amazing. Uh, they're talking about uh, these overdoses uh, from lacing of what appears to be legal prescription drugs bought from online foreign forces. And they're also saying that, uh, you know, obviously the lacing of recreational drugs are happening as well, which would be an accident, right? Which would be someone who goes out and says, hey, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not the usual addicted cocaine user i just go out you know every three months with my friends and who among us who among us doesn't go out with their friends every 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 couple of months hey let's do some rails let's do some cocaine huh how about it and so the cocaine is not like the cocaine of the old days it's got fentanyl you know it's laced with fentanyl and they end up overdosing and dying or overdosing and paying the price for the overdose most of them you know do die accidental overdoses but it's by an accident right it's not because they and i realize nobody is taking the drugs thinking they're gonna overdose jeff aren't they all accidents well not really if you're a junkie you know at some point it's gonna be over for you right you just do i'm sorry i i'm sorry you just do but if you're you know the guy or girl that goes out every you know two or three months and parties with your friends and you know, Millie pulls out the little little vial of cocaine that she bought yesterday just for tonight, just for a little party, just for us to have a little fun, a little kick, a little bump. And uh, it's laced with fentanyl. Party's over real fast. And it's sad. So now we have the DEA telling us that uh, we have to be aware uh, of mass overdose events from fentanyl. So be careful out there. That's all I'm saying. I also heard a number. uh, I was listening to a murder show the other day, and they gave a number about meth in this country and how it has increased the deaths and the addiction rate of meth in this country. I can't remember the number they used. Gosh darn it. I was listening to uh, this is another show, Anatomy Anatomy of Murder. Uh, podcast, which I find fascinating. And there's some, these, uh, the, the two Dingleberries that uh, do the show. A former New York City homicide prosecutor and host of uh, the uh, Discovery's True Conviction uh, investigation, uh, Anna Siga Nicolazzi, and the uh, investigative journalist and former deputy sheriff Scott Weinberger. And they do this podcast, Anatomy of Murder. And, you know, some of the cases are really fascinating. And this particular show was about, uh, what was the name of the show? It was about the murders in Montana. Oh, yeah, Cross State Crime Spree. Uh, and it's well worth a listen. It's, I don't know. It's like 30 or 40 minutes long. All their podcasts are about that long. But uh, it talks about uh, this particular case and the murders and this guy, you know, murdering this couple and other people on a crime street. But it was about meth, uh, which was, you know, the cause behind all of this murder. And the numbers that they gave on meth at the end of this was just incredible. 
In researching today's story, I reached out to one of my contacts at the DEA, which is the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency, who told me something startling. To date, while much of the focus, including law enforcement, has been on heroin, fentanyl, and opioids, drug cartels have shifted that focus. They're having a field day. It is clear the United States has become the methamphetamine consumption capital of the world. 50% of all global seizures by law enforcement occur right here in the U.S. Wow. That is half a bad recipe for a likely spike in drug-fueled violent crimes, including homicide. Wow, that's, I mean, just, just incredible. Anyway, that was, uh, you know, I'm listening to these stupid shows. <laughs> but that number is amazing. And then when we have the DEA now telling us to prepare for a mass overdose event because of fentanyl, and we have all this meth coming into the country, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I mean, some would say, don't do drugs. Some would say that. Obviously, there's plenty of people that are not saying that. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.